Yeah. Where were we? Uh, eating gravy on honey badgers? Never forget that you have the tools to build a life on your own terms. Forget the haters. This is Founder Quest. So, how have y'all been doing this week? I've been on vacation. This week has been an interesting week in the Curtis household. So, we discovered a water leak in our house in uh, the bathroom. <sighs> oh my gosh. So, when you say interesting, you're using it in the sort of like British way. Exactly. Meaning like <laughs> terrible. Exactly. Because, yeah, like when you're in the middle of a uh, pandemic induced lockdown, the thing you really want is a water leak. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. So that has turned into quite the adventure, again, in the British way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Plumber came, found a leak. It was a pipe in the wall. So oh. pro tip, don't put pipes in your walls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Then the, the mitigation crew came and uh, demolished <laughs> a good chunk of the bathrooms because actually this wall is the separation between two bathrooms in, in my house. So two bathrooms were affected, not just one. So it's uh, Ouch. it's been a week, that's for sure. And it's not over yet. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Do you have any <laughs> bathrooms left? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was thinking like all I have is two bathrooms too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been uh, you know, we got four people, two bathroom, well, kind of two bathrooms now. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's been interesting. And yeah. yeah, you said it's not going to be repaired until what, June? Well, yeah. So the mitigation guy was telling us that, yeah, we can do the demolition and we can get you basically to a point where, you know, everything is safe, right? Like we'll put some sheeting on the walls, you know, where the mm -hmm. holes are and, and things like that. But we can't actually restore your bathrooms because, you know, we're under the late lockdown right now with COVID. Yeah. So they can only um, do the essential part. Exactly. Only the essential yeah. parts, not the cosmetic parts, which would be, you know, having a, an intact wall, right? <laughs> so maybe I'll send a letter to the governor. I'll make a petition like, please, can I have a contractor come to my house? And, you know, you're going to be uh, worst, worst out with the demonstrators. Worst, do it myself. You know, out with the demonstrators in Olympia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got a big like, uh, like a toilet shaped, uh, like a picket sign or whatever. <laughs> with my plunger. Yeah. <laughs> I need my vanity. <laughs> but I'm happy to say that everyone that has come to my house has, you know, worn protective clothing, has had a mask on. And of course, we have masks on too, because we don't want them to think we're trying to get them sick. So, mm. but uh, yeah, so that's been, that's mm -hmm. been nice. Like, you know, uh, calling them and saying, well, you know, will you be, will you please be wearing a mask? And like, oh, of course, you know, that's, that's what we're doing these days. So that's, that's nice. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's still, still kind of hit and miss on the masks around here. Like a lot of people are on it and then there's a, Good number of people who aren't. Huh. Yeah, it just makes sense to me. Like, I don't know, just kind of in a kind of a common sense kind of way. Like mm -hmm. if you have something in front of your face that will trap droplets, that will help keep other people from getting sick in case you're sick. You know, so yeah, that's just a good idea. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just what the deep state wants you to think, Ben. <laughs> Y'all are just sheep. Yeah. You're sheep. <sighs> I bet you even go in for that 5G service on your phone. Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to. Speaking of that, did you read the news about AT&T and, and the 5G this week? No, I didn't. I yeah. didn't. So like I was just skipping it and going straight to 6G. Well, uh, the FCC, I think it was the FCC. I guess it might've been the FTC. But anyway, one of the uh, great federal organizations that we have 
came down on AT&T for advertising the 5G thing because like, you know what? It's not actually 5G. So you can't actually tell people that it's 5G. Mm. You know, slap on the wrist kind of I stuff. feel like they've gotten in trouble for that before. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, With like LTE the, and 4G. <laughs> right. <laughs> the funny part is AT&T is like, okay, we'll take down the advertisements to say 5G, but we're going to still show it on the phone. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay, thanks, AT&T. That's, that's great. So... We won't lie to you on the billboard. We'll just lie to you on your phone. Yeah, but you've already bought the phone by that point, so it's not it's not false advertising. <laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah, it's just false oh, labeling. Oh, that's that's yeah, that's mm-hmm. some some universe level thinking there, Josh. Yeah. Well, so today I think we're going to talk about like speaking about AT and T because like when I was on AT and T, they always just like raise prices on me, and so we're talking about pricing, but we're not raising prices on people. So maybe I shouldn't have drawn that comparison. Um, we're actually nothing like AT&T. I thought, I thought you were going to talk about like unlimited plans. Unlimited. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there. Asterisk. <laughs> yeah. So I'm out of the loop. Like, like I've been on vacation this week, which means that like in time of COVID when I'm locked down with my family and I'm watching the kid half the time, that means I get to take an extra long walk in the morning. Like that's my vacation. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I really don't know what's going on with pricing. Have we launched it yet? Like, what's what's the deal? What are we doing? It's live. It it's is. live? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got to go look at it. Launch it this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go check it out. Okay. I'm. Oh, this is going to be, a, it's like a, an it's unboxing video. Mm-hmm. It's a reveal. <laughs> <gasps> look at that. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. And if you oh look at yeah. that you click you click on things and it updates the price like mm-hmm. live like that's some real nice JavaScript there doing that or it could be CSS I don't know because I've been on vacation it's uh yeah it's mostly CSS that's probably it's a, it's a smattering of both so this was really Josh's initiative so I think uh so Josh well, we talked about it here. this this came out of our uh our quarterly our first remote quarterly conclave that we talked about a while back I think like the reason that we initially like that we started talking about this was was because of COVID and talking about like steps we could take to um, help our customers out, help potentially stem the tide of like either people not signing up or like increased churn and, and that sort of thing. As it turns out, I think we're doing a lot better than, you know, we thought we were kind of worried like there for a little bit for that first month or so. I think everyone was, but for us anyway, it seems like things have kind of, uh, kind of evened out and like not a whole lot has changed in the the revenue conversion department. Gotta say, I'm still worried because yeah. that's what I do. Right. We're, it's, we're, not, <laughs> we're not resting easily, but... <laughs> but yes, we're definitely feeling better than we were a couple months ago when things were just heading in the downward direction, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm feeling better, but I'm actually also kind of like feeling worse because I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like everything's terrible. The stock market's doing great though. And yeah, in our... Our metrics are doing fine on our business and yeah. I just don't understand how that's possible. And so like part of me is just like, there's another shoe that's going to drop. The yeah. She's going to drop. Well, I don't know. For me, like there's, there's a, there's an element of that, like all the time, like I, you don't ever know exactly why things are happening, especially like with, with economics and stuff. Like it's, it's pretty wild. Like, you know, who knows what's causing I don't what. Know. Like, like we're getting into like Bitcoin levels of like. <laughs> Of not understanding that, like, usually I'm kind of like, well, okay, so the stock market, like, companies are doing pretty good, stock market's up, like, you know, maybe the the valuations are ahead of, they're a little bit high because people are being really, you know, 
betting the future is going to be great. Mm-hmm. But then we've gotten to the future. The future has happened and it wasn't great. And so like, but it's, things are still the it's, same. It's, it's great for some sectors though. It's, it's, well, yeah, not, it's, it's still yeah, not but, great for others though. You know, the, the entire market is not up. On that note though, so going from a macro level there to down to the <laughs> micro level, I, I have a question for you too, because I was listening to Justin Jackson's podcast. I guess it was last week, I want to say. He was talking about how he still, some days thinks, oh, this all could go to zero. Like I could wake up tomorrow and transistor.fm could be no more, right? The revenue could be zero and I'm looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, I remember having that thought quite a lot, you know? Yeah. But then I thought, but I haven't had that thought lately. And I think, I think I've moved past that point where I actually am afraid that, that the honey badger will go to zero. So I wanted to ask the two of you, have you thought about that recently? Like when's the last time you thought you're really worried to wake up in the morning, like, oh, this could all end tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't worried about that in a while. I'm fairly certain that if, if things did go to zero, it would take us like 10 years or more. So I think I'd have, that would give us plenty of time to, uh, to prepare for zero. Like I, I'm not worried about like a sudden, oh no, like everyone's yeah. gone. It's yeah. The rapture happened. Yeah. <laughs> the um, customer. <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll get to see like if our customers were like good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Like, and that's the thing, like we're, you know, we, we are, we do lose customers through churn and we replace customers. And the fact that we still replace customers mean that there's still people out there who like us enough to buy Honey Badger. And that means we have a brand and something that people, that people know. And that just doesn't go away like overnight. You don't, you don't lose, you know, you don't lose your brand. I mean, unless like, yeah, I, you could destroy your reputation. I, I don't think any of us are planning on, on doing anything to like destroy our, our reputations overnight though. If, if that happens, right. like we have, we have other problems. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you know I, when I get back to my big game hunting. Right. <laughs> like Africa. Yeah. You go. Like, <laughs> so yeah, like outside of like some like major like reputation incident, like I, think that we have something that people that yeah. just doesn't disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't worry about it just dropping to zero. I think Josh, you're right in that, you know, if uh, there is a decline, it's going to be sort of a, a slow, steady decline. The thing that I'm worried about now isn't like, you know, it's not the sort of thing where it's like a business ending event. It's just like, you know, I see that like, okay, the, the congressional budget office or whatever was, was predicting that like the gross domestic product was going to be like down something like 30 or 40% this year. And wow. it's just like, that's gotta come, that's gotta come back and affect us at some point, right? That's gotta mm-hmm. affect our customers. And that's, you know, that's gotta put some of some people, I don't want to jinx our customers, so I'm not going to go there, <laughs> but you know, that's, it just seems seems improbable that we're going to get away scot free in this scenario. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood over here. Like, yeah, so far so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, and if that happens, like, I wouldn't expect it to go to zero because there's still going to be companies out there. But yeah. it's like, I the thing I I am more concerned about is just kind of a I don't know an environment which makes it I don't know that sort of puts us into that gradual decline, but. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet. No. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, I guess back, back to the topic. I remember back in the early days 
I guess it was within the first year or so that we launched, we decided, you know what, we need to change the pricing. And uh, we did, but I think, you know, in that time we were still like, oh, this could all go to zero tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah. uh, well, we, we didn't have nearly as many customers and not nearly as much revenue, right? So that was still a valid concern, I think. But I think these days we're a little more apt to do tests like that, to mm -hmm. test pricing or to do bigger experiments because uh, we feel a little more confident that, you know, whatever we do is probably not going to destroy the entire business within a month. Right. Yeah. That, and that was part of this change that I think allowed us to move a lot faster on it than, like you said, in the past, because uh, we did lower, we kind of, we, we lowered and raised prices a little bit at the same time. Um, we, you know, added to the low end and, and increased prices on the high end by just a, a little bit, I think. But my thought was, you know, it's, we can always change prices again. Like we could change, we could raise the prices next month. Um, and every month after that, you know, if we wanted to like figure out, you know, where the, where the point is, where people will stop paying even like we could do that. Like we kind of did that with our pricing before, like over time when we, you know, we started out ch charging way too little and then we progressively, we charge? I don't remember what, <laughs> I think our first plan, like our lowest plan was like $9, yep. $9, <laughs> was it $9 a month, $9. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For people who care so much about their nine, web applications, they're willing to pay $9 a month to monitor that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And we had no idea what we were doing, which is why it was $9, I think. Um, and over, yeah, over the next couple of years that we had several iterations of pricing where we, we probably didn't go high enough the first iteration. So yep. I'm all for like gradual, you know, gradually like experimenting and gradually increasing the prices to see, you know, if, if we feel like it's not quite right. In this case, we wanted to take the prices, we wanted to offer um, a lower price plan again, um, specifically for businesses who might, you know, for whatever reason, be struggling or maybe new, you know, new businesses that are starting up that have more limited resources than before. We just wanted to make it more, more attractive and useful to those, to those businesses. So I think we've done that. And yeah, in the future, we could raise them again. But I think the thing that really like helps with that for us is that we never, uh, we never change prices on our customers, like our current customers, like current customers are always grandfathered into old pricing or whatever the, the new term for that is that we're using now. And so like when you have that, like you can, you, we can change prices as much as we want and it doesn't affect anyone except new people signing up. So that makes it a lot easier because if we were asking our current customers to upgrade to new pricing, we, we, we would never change pricing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think we would ever do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one, no one loves getting that, that flyer in the mail from Comcast that says, oh, by the way, you're now charged $10 more per month. Right. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about, we're talking about raising and lowering prices and stuff, but um, the changes that, that you guys just rolled out, it's a little bit different than that. Like, yeah, like the, the price has actually varied a little bit, but it's actually kind of an organizational change, right? Because mm -hmm. like previously, we had a, um, a list of like four plans, maybe um, like small, wait, what was it? S small micro, through, small, medium, large, large or something? Yeah. Or small through extra large. We ditched micro at some point. Yeah, we had ditched micro. And yeah, so, and now um, we have essentially two main plans, team and business. And then um, each of the, those two plans has different traffic levels. So mm -hmm. different numbers of errors that they can send us per month. So what was the impetus for, for going that route? I'm not going to take any kind of credit for, for this like structural change because basically I just like ripped off all our, our competitors because everyone else is doing this now too. 
And I can see why, because it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Like when I, I, it had been a while since I went and reviewed like what the rest of the market was doing, like for pricing, like for tools like this. And like, like you said before, it was usually either some kind of mix of like just a flat list of, you know, like a flat list of plans that you could choose, or maybe like, you know, like a, just a straight metered pricing, like choose your, how, how much traffic you want to send. And, and there's just one plan. But with this, it's basically, there's two levels of pricing. And it's usually some kind of combination of like for teams and for businesses. And so I think it makes sense for us because we have like two types of customers. And one type of customer is like a team within a business, like a single team within a larger business, or maybe it's like a small, like a small, uh, like a team, like an agency or something that's just, um, you know, like 10 people or something. Uh, and they want to have error tracking just for their, for their employees. That's a team. Um, and I think like that's one type of customer. And then the other type of customer is like an entire company or business, like a large business that uses Honey Badger, in which case they're going to want, they're going to want like more of the, uh, like more of the user management features. They want to have like multiple teams, be able to like control access for different groups of people and get more of the, the enterprise type features, SSO and, and all that other stuff that we offer. And so this kind of splits those features on those two, those two plans. And then people can choose how much traffic they want to send on either one. I don't know if that's, I rambled a little bit there, but did I get the gist of it? Yeah, that was great. I'm, I remember you saying that one of the things that made you want to change it this way after looking at our competitors was, you know, we, we know that people are shopping around when they're looking yeah. at services and it makes sense for us to be directly comparable. To well, yeah, people are comparing, right? they're comparing yeah. us and it, yeah, it really helps if you can compare to some, you know, compare apples to apples basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause we actually come out like yeah. ahead in a lot of those comparisons, but it, we're yeah. making that harder by having plans that were hard to compare. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For instance, a lot of people haven't even realized that we, a while back, we started offering a free plan again. And that's because like we, we had added it, but it was like, it was kind of down the page a little bit and you had to like find it to, to know it existed. But it's actually like the best free plan. I think I'm safe to say it's like the best free plan for air, an air tracker on the market. I don't know of anything that is more generous than our free plan. This also reminds me of another bit that, that Justin mentioned in his podcast recently, talking about you know, choosing a market and choosing your pricing and things like that. And the reality is that you're probably going to have competitors for your business. So people are going to compare you. And you, you really can't go way too far outside the range of your competitor's pricing, right? You can't, you know, you can't come in and say, oh, my competitors are priced at around $20 a month. So I'm going to build mine at $200 a month because I'm awesome, right? Unless mm -hmm. you're super, super awesome and you're in a really different kind of category. It's really not going to work. Like, people can be like, uh, no, I'm just going to go with a $20 option. You know? Yeah. So I think it's, it is, if, you, if you're just starting something new and you're thinking, well, I want to be making X per month. And what does that look like? The number of customers I have to support and et cetera, et cetera. Well, you got to look at pricing that because people are going to compare your pricing to everyone that's already out there. Yeah. Yeah. The, one of the things that I liked about this change is how much we simplified yeah. our pricing tiers. Before we had like I said, whatever, like five plans or something. And each plan had a bunch of different features. Like each, each plan kind of built on the plan before it, but each of them also had like, like a matrix of different things between them. So like you could, each one had like a different error rate that you could send. Each one had a different number of uh, check-ins that you could create and as well as uptime checks that you could create. 
So it created like this like really complex like matrix of uh, things to think about when you're trying to choose which plan you wanted. And with this change, it, it's really it's really just about the uh, the errors per month is what we is what we uh, are tiering on now, and as well as the two: are you a team or are you a business? But those two uh, those two like team and business plans um, for all the other things like check ins and uptime um, like those are fixed those are fixed numbers now. Like everyone gets the same thing basically, which I think makes a lot of sense for us because like our, our primary, like the thing people are really comparing us on still, I think is error, error tracking. I think you probably agree. So the other stuff is really just, it's all gravy. Well, as far as advertising goes, you just made a great point, like how awesome we are compared to our competitors and our pricing, because not only is our pricing good just for the error monitoring, <clears throat> but you also get uptime monitoring and check-in monitoring yes, for free. Exactly. You know? It's free. Basically. You do this deal all day long, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's free and uh, at least until we we split them out into uh into separate products or or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> Can we make the like the new tagline for Honey Badger be like Honey Badger? It's all gravy. It's all gravy. Yeah. The re- I, the rest. Wonder, is, do, yeah. Do Honey Badgers taste good with gravy? Didn't we? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We probably find out like I don't know. We'd be doing the world a favor. That's, it turns out because Honey Badgers are <laughs> are destructive. <laughs> that, that that might they're, be our business sending event if we go trying to find out if Honey Badgers taste good with gravy. They're killing the <laughs> they're killing the bees. You know, didn't we talk about some sort of like uh, the extra the special sauce or like add the special sauce or something? Uh, ben wanted to have that. <laughs> Right. I really wanted that where yeah. instead of the team and business, we just had one thing and then we had a, a button you could push, put on the extra badger sauce and that would give you basically the business kind of stuff as well. Right. That's really, that would be kind of basically a UI, a UI change. And the reason that I didn't do that, because I mean, like I'm all, that's, that's totally our style. The reason I didn't do that is because I wanted to actually get pricing like launched this month <laughs> and I didn't want to yeah, go like, and, like try to well, become a designer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I and to be you. honest, that would kind of hide the business plans it behind would, a year. Yeah, like you'd have true. to click a thing to see them. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, I, th- I, th- um, I like it the way it is. Mm-hmm. A petition to rename team and business to mild and spicy. Mild and spicy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Are yeah. you mild or are you spicy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's to, a good thing you made that call too, because like I delayed the launch of pricing for so long, you know, by working <laughs> on so many like you know yak shaving things that it's good that we went with the with the plain. Uh, I'm approach. not sure. I'm not sure that was that was you. I think that was just pricing delayed the launch of pricing. <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah. blame Stripe. So Stripe delayed the launch of pricing. I strategic. I was a little strategic in this in this project because um, this this was like. I don't remember if it was assigned to anyone on our like quarterly action plan or whatever, but I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like, we'll get this done first. We'll just do it quick and then it'll be done. And we can, you know, have that checked off the list. And so I went and I actually did the, uh, the like UI work on our, on our sales site and kind of figure out like what the plan, the new tier should be and got it already basically to go live for people to purchase it. However, there's a second part to the project, which is, doing all the back end stuff to prepare the plans like for people to actually like get assigned to them in our app in our rails application so on that for that i i went over to ben and i was like hey ben do you mind uh do you mind handling the back end side of this while, while i'm working on the front end and uh lucky for me like it turned out that the back end it was like the um the tip of the iceberg type <laughs> type thing i was like <laughs> Hey Ben, can you break up this little tiny iceberg? <laughs> and then he got he got in there, and it turned out to be like uh, this massive, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. I think like a month later we've upgraded Stripe <laughs> and we have like a new, uh, a new like uh, versioning system for our plans and all kinds of things you did. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of refactoring. <laughs> went in there. Yeah. It was, it was one of those total, total developer like, yeah, sure. That'll take like two days and it takes two months. And to be, I, to be <laughs> like, I, like in my defense, I had no idea that that was all, that was all under there. So I wasn't like literally trying to get you on the hook for all of this. But I do really appreciate you, uh, you doing that because I think like it would have taken me a lot longer than it took you, to be honest. It turned really well. And I'm really happy that I had the chance to, to go in there and, and do some of that stuff. Like, you know, we didn't really have to do that. We could have worked around it. We could yeah. have monitored the pricing faster. But, you know, the engineer to me is like, oh, we can make this nicer. We can make this better for future yeah. generations. Well, we and, fixed uh, a lot of things that were bugging us yeah, about our yeah. thinking of the yeah. children. Yeah, thinking of the children. Yeah. Paying that debt now. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that programmer thing where you, you're like, oh, this will take two days and, and it ends up taking like a month. And that like that happened so, so much to me that I sort of like got scared straight about that. It's like, well, now it's like I, my tendency to say things will take like a month and then it takes me two days and I'm really embarrassed <laughs> because, <laughs> like, oh, OK, yeah. uh, I guess this wasn't as bad as I thought. Way overestimated. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I love the totally unrelated, but I love the concept that Basecamp has of the hill charts. There's this ramp up of uncertainty where you have decreasing uncertainty about what the what the project or the task involves. And then you get to the top of the hill and you're like, yes, now I fully understand what needs to happen. And now it's just a matter of, you know, getting it done. Like I know the concepts and I have a plan and now I just need to execute the plan. And then you know, you go down the the other side of the hill as the task becomes towards completion. And uh, so you can- The downward slope of merriment. Exactly. And I just, I like that idea because in every software project, you do have so many unknowns. And even if you think you know, going into it, like you get surprised along the way and you're like, oh, what about this? And I didn't think about that. And the uncertainty definitely is growing initially until it starts to contract and you finally figure out, oh yes, now, now I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's like, you know, it's already two weeks past the deadline date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That does, that kind of keeps me from starting a lot of projects these days, come to think of it. Like, I'm just like, I know I'm not going to dive into this right now. Like <laughs> I need to plan this out. Well, my, my favorite contribution, my, I guess my very minor contribution to the pricing, what you can see on the homepage is the subtitle under the enterprise plan because uh, this was this was great so, so josh had put down put it together and he, he showed it to us and he's like what do you think and it was just slightly unbalanced because the the basic plan had this little free subtext and the team and the business had their own little bits but the enterprise had no little bit underneath it and so i'm like uh you just got to put not free under there and it was totally like a joke but you did it and it's i think it's awesome <laughs> yeah i love that it's uh a little and it's great because it's it's enterprise so that's like where you're not supposed to be making um (laughs) making jokes right you're not you're supposed to be like it's serious business but not at honey badger there's a price attached to enterprise i assume ben Uh, that's that's how honestly that's more your department anyway but um i i don't think you're yeah i didn't think you were giving it away for free yeah i just didn't want to put call us on the page (laughs) because everyone says call us right and that's so boring right it is yeah yeah but really it is call us. <laughs> <laughs> it's contact us. <laughs> we should have just used the, uh, like the money bag emoji <laughs> or whatever. Oh, there you go. Like, yeah. Just have like a picture of Scrooge <laughs> McDuck like, on there. Yeah. <laughs> we just have an animated like background of Scrooge McDuck diving into his money bin. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So 
One thing I want to be sure to rant about on this podcast about pricing is the practice of displaying annual, like defaulting to annual pricing on your pricing page, but displaying monthly units. So as I was doing my research, it turns out like most of, it seems like most of our competitors do this. And then I went and like, looked. if you look around, like, especially a lot of like the, I don't know, it's kind of trendy. It seems right now to, to use this practice where you basically like you show it, you know, you go to like a pricing page and it's like, Oh, cool. That's like $26 a month. Like that's, that's reasonable. But then you find out, Oh, well that's, that's if I, if I pay like a year's worth upfront and I don't even know what that is. So I have to like multiply 26 by 12, figure out what I'm actually going to have to pay. Or I'm going to have to go find like some toggle that says, show me the monthly prices, in which case the price goes up. I don't know about you all, but that's just, that's just shady to me. I think that's officially called a dark pattern. Is it a dark pattern, yeah, right? I, yeah. I find it mildly annoying. I don't really. Yeah. I, 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 I go really back and forth like on the dark. Shady. Yeah. But I go back and forth on the dark pattern because that's like, yeah, I don't know. I agree. It's, it's kind of like it's in between somewhere, but it's definitely it's shady to me. And so I mean, it's 100% evil. I don't think it's 100% evil, but I think at the very least, it's hostile to your user because you're, you're forcing more work on your user. And it's a, little bit, it's a little bit of a trick, to be honest. Like, I mean, when, yeah. you go to a, when you go to a website and it says $26 a month, and then you, you, have, to, you have to realize through like searching on the page that it's actually not $26 a month. Like that's, how is that not tricking them? That reminds me of like when you see the price at the gas station and it's like two sixty five per gallon. And then in small letters, it's like cash. Right. You know, and it's the same. The credit, yeah. Same idea. Yeah. The like, credit's like two seventy five. Yeah. It's 10 cents more per gallon. And, right. Uh, yeah. And it's not. Yeah. Like you said, it's not it's not like a total. I don't know if I'd call it a dark pattern, but it's like it's it's a little sleazy. And I, like, do we want to be, be, do we want to be a gas station? Like, are we is that like <laughs> what we're is that like what we're attaining to? <laughs> like. <laughs> No, it seems like a dark pattern. Like that seems a little more dramatic. Like when you would like delegate out like a yeah. murder or something. Well, I think like a, like a dark pattern is it's pretty um, dark. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's like an intentional like an intentional trick or. Um, well, okay. You can, uh, there's the well, website. Yeah. You can go I'm, no, like, I'm just look being, at the website. I'm just being facetious now. I'm imagining like who was was it the Gang of Four who did the patterns book, the yeah. original patterns <laughs> book. Like you have the Gang of Four book, but it's like all like, all dark, like dark versions of <laughs> yeah. all the dark design patterns. Yeah, awesome. Well, the, there, the there, there is. There's. I think it's like dark. You've got. I don't know. Okay, I'm, a, I'm about to say stuff that I don't want to be on air saying. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. I mean, there's stop a, right if there. you go to dark go to darkpatterns.org and there's a. It's kind of like that. I'm it's not like, going there. It's Josh. a list. It's a list <laughs> of dark patterns that have been used. So you know what happens when you look at that website? It, it seals your soul. Yeah, <laughs> or at least seals your credit card number. <laughs> Yeah, but to yeah, it's seriously though, it's it's a list of dark patterns. If you if you want to know what they are, I, I trust you. I know this because I actually thought about like I I've thought about this a little bit, and I I came to the same conclusion. I don't really think it's a dark pattern, but I think it's like it's just tricky. It's just tricking people, and it's not you know if if we're really all about our customers, like we're not tricking them, and we're trying to make things easier for them, and. For me, if I'm going to buy something, like showing me the correct price so I don't have to do math in my head is just a, like, that's a no brainer. Like that, that makes my life easier. So I think there's like a cup, maybe like one of our competitors that, that do it the same way that don't do this, but I'm pretty happy that we are one of the ones that, uh, that don't try to trick our users into annual pricing. 
Um, yeah, me too. And I'm glad yeah. we're not growth hackers. Well, and so the other the other great thing about this is that, uh, and that's yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a growth hacker. Well, we're not, no, not we're really. not like the bad growth hackers. <laughs> we're like the we're the 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 um, white hat growth hackers. <laughs> we're white hat growth hackers. So back to the comparison thing, like when like going if you're comparing like two pricing pages, like I wanted our our pricing to be you know comparable to our competitors just general tiers so like people could look at the numbers and get a sense of like what they should be comparing to but i also didn't want to because our because our competitors are displaying the annual pricing it's like you know it's like the low plan is like 26 bucks but it's actually like 29 bucks or something when you switch to the actual monthly pricing i was like screw it i'm just going to like I'm just going to show our plans just going to be $26 a month, but it's actually going to be $26 a month. So we actually like are cheaper, you know, we're beating them. I don't know if people are going to actually notice this because it's, again, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to tell <laughs> until you find that annual pricing button or monthly pricing button. But we actually are um, cheaper on, on a, an additional level now. So we're not cheaper, Josh, we're a greater value. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad that you. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you went with this transparent approach. Like, I feel good about it. As much as I'm like throwing bombs into your um, <laughs> your little your you know explanation of it. Yeah, well, I'll die on that hill. It's uh, it's it's sleazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so how's this working? Like, how's it going? It's too early to know, right? Too early to tell. Yeah. Have we had like any signups yet with it? Yeah, we have. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, we're what you know the way that we test pricing is we know we, we put it out there and if the revenue keeps going up, then we're happy. <laughs> yeah, we're not really. Uh, we're not super sophisticated about these kinds of things. We don't do yeah. A-B testing on, on our pricing. If it's out there for a while and the revenue doesn't go up, well, then we just uh, pull the plug on it, right? And mm-hmm. We just revert back yeah. to our previous generation. Or, or yeah. go to a new one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit difficult, like with all the stuff going on in the economy, like there's a lot of, there's going to be some like extraneous things affecting pricing, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, the good news is we're patient. Like we don't, you know, insist on having results within a month. Like we can wait a while and we can see right. how it goes. And, yeah. And there's nothing, there's nothing scarier than a patient honey badger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a deadly combo right there. Patient <laughs> yeah. <and> honey badger. <laughs> the one thing we didn't mention is the new free plan. The other big change to the free plan, which I think was Ben's idea, is that it went from one user to three users, which yeah, I think that's that's the big COVID response thing we did. If anything, I think is like because some other companies, you know, have like created, you know, like so I've seen people created like a like a one dollar plan or something or like done it, like interesting pricing things to like cut people a break or whatever. And we kind of just decided, like, let's just let's just make our free plan good enough for to get by if you need to, or or if you're small and um, if you're a, a, like a small a team of three people or less, like you can now use Honey Badger with the collaboration features. And I think it's like twenty, or it's twelve thousand errors per month, um, which is you know enough for a lot of people. So I'm pretty excited about that, and I think it's a really good value. I don't know how long it'll stick around, so. If, if any of our, if any of our listeners have been on the fence, like yeah, at least go grab your, go grab your uh, three three user basic plan, yeah. Because yeah. like I said, we we don't really we don't uh, we don't force we don't move people if we change it in the future. So it's and a yours have, for life type yanked, deal. 
we have yanked plans in the past. Like one of yeah, our tests yes. was yanking micro, you know, back a few years ago. So yeah. So are happen. we calling so it? Are we calling it the free for life plan? <laughs> <laughs> so when um, yeah, so when we yank this bad boy, like these things are going to be valuable in the secondary uh -huh. market. You could, you, they'll be on eBay. <laughs> yeah, you might. Yeah, go go get go get two or three of them. <laughs> Don't, but <laughs> it's one per customer. Uh, yeah, it's not toilet paper. <laughs> Supplies are not currently limited, but you should still act now. <laughs> <laughs> People are now stockpiling the free plan, uh, free SaaS plans. That's a. Uh, it's good. I think we're coming to the end of our time. Have we? Um, <laughs> have we? Have we talked about mark or uh, pricing as much as we want to? Is there so. anything else we want to add? Yeah, I just wanted uh, to get. I just wanted to get that rant in, and I'm good now. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Work out the stress. You have been listening to Founder Quest. If you want to like review us, please go do that on wherever. And if you want to write for us, go to our blog. There's a link at the top of the page. Um, you go to honeybadger.io, click on the link to our blog, click on the link to write for us, and I'd love to hear from you. All right, so yeah, stay safe, guys, and uh, see you all next week. ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week. <laughs>